Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question is one a listener posted on our Facebook group. You can always find that group at facebook.com slash groups slash What Fresh Hell cast. This listener said, what is up with my five-year-old? All of a sudden, she's talking back, yelling at the top of her lungs, not listening, kicking and screaming, throwing tantrums, throwing things at me, and giving me teenager vibes. I do not allow any of this behavior in my house. I'm at a loss for what to do. Is this boundary-seeking behavior? Is something happening at school? Is it because I'm working more? Is it a phase? We've been sending her to her room to chill out because no one wants to hang with a banshee, but she screams and screams while throwing her stuff everywhere and kicking the walls. She goes immediately into red brain, and it's a 30-minute process for her to calm down and talk to me. I'm really excited to spend summer break with an insane asylum escapee, plus it's starting to rub off on my two-year-old. Okay, lots to unpack here. And seems to me like you're a listener to the podcast because you're talking about things like boundary-seeking behavior and things that we've definitely talked about on the show. One thing I haven't talked about on the show is a series of books by Louise Bates Ames. They're old school. They've been around forever. And there's one for each year. Your one-year-old, your two-year-old, your five-year-old, your six-year-old. Louise Bates Ames says a six-year-old is defiant but loving which I thought was an interesting perspective on what's happening right now with your own kid. And yes, your kid is five, but these books are, they, they say right in the book, your four-year-old might be in the five-year-old stage. Your five-year-old might still be in the four-year-old stage. They're not exact. The point of what these books make overall is that as kids grow, they sort of oscillate between periods of equilibrium and disequilibrium, which is why your one-year-old is great and your two-year-old is kind of a nightmare and then your three-year-old is pleasant again and then your four-year-old is tough. Your mileage may vary for sure. But that a kid that wasn't doing this stuff a couple months ago now is, is normal, even if it's completely stressful. This sounds like a lot, a lot is going on. So you ask if this is a phase. And yeah, it might be. You also say like, is something going on here? Is it because I'm working more? And I do want to encourage you to continue to be curious about this. Something else we like to say on this podcast is if you find yourself saying, what's wrong with this kid? Figure out what's wrong with this kid. There is a possibility that something else is going on, that your kid is getting headaches and isn't able to express it, that your kid is feeling anxious or has developed anxiety and is expressing it in these most unlovable of ways. That's a possibility and one you need to explore. Has there been a change? Has something happened? 
But whether or not that's true, the behavior and the effects on your household are still something you're going to need to address either way. So let's talk about that. It sounds to me like part of the problem is not just that your kid is doing this, but that your kid is taking then half an hour to calm down. And you're putting your kid in timeout in her room where she's going ham, going red brain, as you say, throwing things takes forever to calm down. I'm going to suggest to you that calming down by herself, self-soothing, getting out of red brain is maybe a not yet for her. This idea of sending her to her room to get over that on her own is definitely something we've supported on the podcast. But if your kid is screaming for half an hour and it's ruining your household's evening, then it's not working anyhow. So it might be trying to try something else. I'm not saying that you should press pause in your household and give it tons of positive attention either, because that could breed more of what you're trying to discourage. But I am saying that when a kid is really, really having a difficult time regulating themselves, that sometimes your presence might be what's required. And I mean neutral presence. I don't mean, oh, sweetheart, it's okay. I don't even mean rubbing her back unless she would let you. I mean, you're calm, you're next to her, you're not angry. And I know this is hard as I'm saying this, believe me, I know this is difficult. You're projecting calm centeredness. It might help these tantrums get a little shorter. It might. And then when she's able to calm down, then you breathe with her, then you rub her back. And then you help her move on with your night, right? Because the goal is a peaceful home. The goal is a house where this isn't happening. So you don't necessarily need to do a ton of revisiting it afterwards, especially with the five-year-old. If she could do better, if she could not be throwing these half-hour tantrums, she would not be throwing these half-hour tantrums. She would rather be a happy playing kid. And you talk about how it might be affecting the younger kid in your house. And that's a valid concern. You definitely don't want your two-year-old being like, okay, I got a front row seat. This looks pretty interesting. I'm just going to try some of this on. So I understand you not wanting that to become something that you tolerate in your household. One way that I think you could push back against that is try a little bit of Margaret's technique of I caught you being good. Make sure that you catch both of your kids being good. Make sure that you give your five-year-old positive attention when she's sitting nicely. It might be a little hard to find those moments now, but find those moments. I love how you're sitting there so nicely. Thank you. I love how you let Tabitha, I'm making up her name, Tabitha, play with your toys without getting mad. Thank you. Reward her for being good. Give her your positive attention when she's in a neutral place instead of your negative attention when she's in a negative place because that could sort of unthinkingly reinforce it. This is really hard for you. I've had kids who went through seasons of truly not being able to self-regulate. And it's very stressful because they usually do take it out on the primary caregiver the most. And it's triggering. It makes your heart rate go up. It makes you feel angry and stressed and anxious and like you're going to explode and all of those things. So honor that that's hard. Do the work. Give yourself a break. Make sure your parenting partner, if you have one, is giving you time away from this kid to get out of the house so you can recover, so you can be ready to take more of this on. Because it sounds to me like your kid is in a phase right now where she really needs you. The eventual goal is for her to control herself, but it sounds like she's not quite there yet. The good news is this stuff does tend to be a phase. Some of it's intense. She will move back towards a period of equilibrium. If you allow that to happen, and if you model for her the 
effective calming down techniques that you want her to have. It sounds like she doesn't have those quite yet. Don't worry that she doesn't have them. Model them. Give her your calm presence. Hide stuff that she's throwing. Don't allow her to hit you and trust the path. I do hope this will get better soon. And grab that Louise Bates Ames book. I'll put the link in the show notes. Send us your questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.